I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday. Today, I am answering your questions texted into the podcast phone number. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that as I pulled up the notes to kind of look at the questions and everything on my phone, I got a notification from my horoscope app that said, answer all questions simply. Thought that was well-timed. My thorn for today is when someone pulls their mask down to cough. I don't, I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm not someone who typically has like pet peeves or like things that like really bug me that other people are doing. That's one of them. That's a pet peeve. And my bud is therapy. I have therapy this afternoon and it has been a week since I've had therapy. So I had therapy one week, skipped one week, and then today we're back and I just have a lot to catch up on and I can't wait. So let's get into today's questions. So question one is I'm an Enneagram eight and all my friends who are not eights have no trouble finding a boyfriend. They say I am too picky. Is that just a me thing or an eight thing? So in general, eights do have a very high level of what like respect, loyalty, safety can look like. And so there is some element of like high expectation, but honestly, every relationship has struggles. Like that's true. You will never find like the perfect partner. But being picky is like not a terrible thing. Like it's not horrible to not date a bunch of people that you're not as excited about. Like whoever you end up with, like you should be thrilled to be with them. And until you find someone who you feel that way with, like there's no problem waiting. I think the other reason that eights may not date as frequently is a lot of times our eights are pretty self-sufficient, right? They're not kind of waiting around for someone else to make them happy. Like they're kind of seeking, they have their own pursuits. They have their things they're doing. They're not in need of a partner in order to live their life fully. So that being said, maybe this is a really great quality and not something that needs to be solved or fixed. In fact, one of the big lessons I learned, you know, I, I've been divorced before, and kind of the big wake-up call with for me post-divorce was I didn't have to rush into this. Marriage, if it's forever, you have forever to make that commitment. You have forever to date and feel each other out and decide if this feels safe. There is absolutely no rush to move our relationship on to the next level. In fact, you have eternity essentially to do this and you are completely okay to take that time to get to know the person, to really see them in different areas. And there's no shame or in enjoying being alone. There's no shame in being single and there's no shame in making this process take a little bit longer so that you can really make sure you're making the decision that you wanna be making. I think that's very normal and very fine. Question number two is, can you talk about what depression looks like for each type? So honestly, I really believe that depression is a pretty universal experience. So 
lethargy, loss of interest in things that you'd shown interest in before, lack of energy, isolation. Now, high-functioning depression is possible, and maybe that's affected by your type. I can see that in the more assertive types, 378, potentially even the more compliant types who feel obligated to other people or systems. But Honestly, it's pretty universal, especially clinical depression. There are symptoms that require a diagnosis. And that being said, those symptoms aren't going to change based off of your Enneagram type. So I would say in this situation, that's actually a pretty universal thing. Now, there are levels of health where you can see kind of what an unhealthy version of your type might look like versus a healthy. And you can check that out. I have episodes for each of those recorded separately. You can look up your type and see what that can look like specifically for you. But in general, I think depression is kind of a universal sensation and is symptomatic in order to be diagnosed. And therefore, it's pretty cut and dry in that way. The next question, it says, from the Instagram post, can an Enneagram 9 be extroverted? I identify highly with 9, but I'm not as introverted as my other 9 friends. I still need my soul time, but I desire community involvement and a lot of stimulation from people. Actually, so I'm not of the belief that you have to be introverted or extroverted to type yourself. Like some people do say there are certain types that are like truly extroverted, some that are introverted. I'm not one to necessarily say that, but if I were, (laughs) they do tend to say that type nines are true ambiverts, meaning you enjoy time with people, but also time alone and not necessarily fully introverted. So hopefully that is helpful. We are low on questions these days, y'all. So if you've been putting off asking a question, now is the time to call or text it in. If for some reason you've sent a question in and I have missed it, take a moment and just text it or call it in again because it's just gotten lost. It's not... I've answered everything that we have. I promise that that would be so helpful. I would love to hear from you. And as a reminder, calling your question in gets you answered first as those episodes are more dynamic for the listeners. So I tend to prioritize them, but all questions are welcome right now because we, otherwise we have to figure something out for next Wednesday. All right, friends, the number to call or text is 828 338-9127 and we'll have that in the show notes for you as well and as always it's an absolute joy to create this content for you and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode